Please listen carefully. Hi, ho, you boys and girls out there in podcast land. Today we have a special rebroadcast of one of the very first episodes of the show. In honor of Black History Month, it's the Do I Sound Black Shortens episode that originally aired back in October of 2015. In it, spoken word artist Marshall Davis Jones tells the hilarious story about how he developed his amazing vocals. And I tell the story of my not-so-amazing vocals. As I mentioned, this is one of my earlier episodes, so I apologize in advance for the less-than-stellar audio quality of my recordings. But as they say, it's the content that counts, right? Next week, we'll have a new episode of our Making a Documentary miniseries where I interview Brett Culp, director of Legends of the Night, as he talks about what crowdfunding tactics have and have not worked for him. If you're planning to do any crowdfunding of your own film, you won't want to miss that one. So be sure to subscribe in iTunes. I'm also working on a brand new episode for the main series of the show, A Filmmaker's Journey, an episode that is very apropos for our current times. But for now, here's a replay of one of my favorite episodes from season one, Do I Sound Black? Enjoy. Morning, officers. What y'all, the second team? We're the first team. Yeah. We're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. See? That's more natural for us. You've been hanging out with this dude too long. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's Axel Foley in 1984's Beverly Hills Cop takes a hilarious pot shot at the African-American police officer teamed up with a white partner to follow Axel. The joke is funny because while we know that the voice that Murphy illustrates is a stereotype, in all stereotypes there's some truth. And so, I have to be honest, I have no idea what in the world possessed me to record this episode. Like, do I have some kind of self-masochistic bent to my personality? But as you know, I'm all about being authentic and vulnerable, and so, here goes nothing. Now, let me ask you something, and I want you to be completely honest, capiche? If you had never heard any of the previous episodes of this show, or seen any of the photos of me on this blog, and this were your first time hearing me, would you think I was black? I'm going to say that for most of you, the answer is probably no. I hate my voice. I hate my voice. Yes, I, I know. Most people hate the sound of their voice, but like, I really hate, I profoundly hate my voice. It's a completely ironic that I even have a podcast. My younger step-cousin and her little sister used to have this nickname for me back when I was uh, in my teenage years and they were around seven and eight. They used to call me Kermit, and I, it wasn't because I had a green complexion. You all have met my recurring podcast partner in crime, JD. He gets in on the action, too. We're crossing from the post office back over to um, Screenplay Systems. You know, you're not supposed to jaywalk when you come out of that alley. And you and we had jaywalked. We cut across the street, and you were behind us for some reason. And then we were, we were already in the parking lot. We were done. And, and, and then you were trying to cut across the street, and a, and a cop pulled you over. It was a, I think it was a female on a bike. And uh-huh. it was just funny because you, you always have... You have a, you tend to have a loud voice at times. Like, and we just heard you in a distance go, huh? What? 
Hey, hey, kid, getting the cop pulls you over. We're like, run, run, run. And then we added, we added the Jar Jar Binks in it. You still talking to me, son? Was Jar Jar out yet? Uh, no, but we we embellish. You know, we won't let that die. So we added that. So at some yeah, point, I just don't have that classic deep African American tonal quality. I think of people like James Earl Jones, Ossie Davis, Morgan Freeman. I would love to have even half the power and gravitas and cultural vocals that these men have. Perhaps I'm being too hard on myself. I mean, perhaps most black men don't even sound as regal as those guys do. But I frequently feel like Peter Brady in that Brady Bunch episode where his voice was changing. So what is an artist to do when the primary tool for their craft is profoundly lacking? Am I doomed in this artistic endeavor? Should I just pack in my bags and just stick to creating pretty images? Do you ever feel like that sometimes as a filmmaker? Like you know where you want your craft to be, but you feel like you just can't get there? You feel like you're maybe even hardwired to fail? You think to yourself, I just don't have it, and I probably never will. But I don't believe that. Yes, I believe some people are naturally gifted, but most people aren't. And the ones who make it are the ones who are willing to put in the work. Michael Jordan has famously told the story of how he didn't make the high school basketball team because he wasn't good enough. He ended up doing okay. Studies have shown that the overwhelming majority of people who are successful in any craft were not geniuses or particularly gifted. They just worked really damn hard. never want to throw in a towel, I'm a fighter to the end. So I turned to someone who I knew worked on his craft and involved his style with purpose and direction. His story is one that is completely applicable to you as a filmmaker, or really any artist for that matter, and it just so happens his craft is also related to his voice. It's none other than Marshall Davis Jones. Now if you recall, Marshall was heavily featured on the first two official episodes of the show, the of Fathers and Filmmaking episodes. His spelling Father Spoken Word poem has been viewed millions of times. I heard he actually worked deliberately to get his voice to that rich tonal quality. So I told him about my play to see if he could, you know, help a brother out. You had talked about, like in our last call, how you, like you worked on developing the, your, your, your performance voice, so the voice that you have. And we were talking about, you know, how you know, as we explore what it means to develop a signature style, you talked about that's something you worked on. How did that come about? Like, and what is that something that is an ongoing process? First, I was learning by imitation. So, it's a funny story. We had an event um, where we were honoring John Linguizamo at the um, at the New Eureka, right? So, New Eureka. So, John is in the John. John's downstairs, right? <laughs> and. I'm in my trying to learn my voice mode. So, so I walk up to him like, hi, John. And like, he looks at me like, the fuck? What the, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, why is he talking to me like that? 
my my name is Marshall Davis Jones. It was just very like like I was like, oh hell Caesar, like you know, like very um and I talked like this for a very long time. And I remember um, you know, I remember one time I used to uh I used to sell CDs like I used to sing in nail salons uh, to women to, to sell the CD I'd made a long time ago. But one day like, I went in to the, to the nail salon, I'm talking to the lady and I'm like, you know, so I have my CD and I'm like, <laughs> and, and she's like, uh, why are you talking like that? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, this is my natural voice. <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> she was like, she was like, uh, no, it's not. Like I, like, and I was like, and I was like, I tried to pull the like. I'm learning this from acting school. She's like, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and she's basically calling me on my shit. She's like, so first of all, I've gone to acting school, and I've done voice work, and that's not your natural voice. And um, you know, I definitely tried to deny. It. Like, I don't understand what you're talking. About. <laughs> you know, but but you know. So there was the first phase of like, what the hell is wrong with Marshall? <laughs> like that was the first phase, right. you know. But then it, um, then uh, once I kind of got a bit more comfortable with, um, I guess my own voice, uh, then people would just say, "Yo, did your voice get deeper?" Um, you know, it just became like that became the thing. But you know, I would I would I would uh, I would stay up all night. I mean, I would break night listening to different voices that I liked. Like I would listen to Barry White, I would listen to Ian McKellen, I would listen to Benedict Cumberbatch, I would listen to Morgan Freeman. I basically listen to people who are renowned for the quality of their voice, trying to solve the puzzle for what it was that made their vocal quality so amazing. So I had like 2,000, maybe 3,000 voice notes in my iPhone. You know, talking to my phone to try to figure that out. You know, it's a continuous process. I look at my voice as an instrument, and so it's like the way that someone would study guitar for their whole lives. You know, um, I'm very adamant about studying, you know, my voice until it becomes a very, you know, um, like studying all of it, and then when it's time for me to use it, then I have a very natural frame of reference to draw from, and I don't sound like, you know, I try to shove. Um, Romeo and Juliet into my, <laughs> you know, right, right. Uh, yeah, man. So that's uh, so. Yeah, to answer the question about as far as it being a continuous process, uh, yes, um, <clears throat> it's not as grueling as it used to be. There's hope for me, is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, first of all, I mean, I think that you definitely have. You know, there's a depth in your voice. It's not like you talking like this, like, hi, my name is Ron Dawson, and yada, yada, yada. Like, this, like funny enough, this was actually, like, this was my speaking voice at one time as an adult. Like, yeah, <laughs> my name is Marshall Davis Jones. I do poetry, you know? <laughs> um, you know, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you're not starting from there. There's a very distinct timbre in your voice um, that I would be like, okay, this dude, this dude is this dude. Is, this is a black guy. It's really about the timbre and um, and the overtones. And the only way you can control that is by controlling the breath. And the best way to control the breath is to ensure that the nostrils are playing a very huge role in your inhaling and exhaling process throughout the day. 
All right, so dear listeners, if you notice an increased uh, vocal tone in this dear host's voice over the next few episodes, it's because of this brother right here. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't start off with like, hi, my name is Ron Dot. Like, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that next episode. Like, keep your, keep your fans, man. Don't, okay. don't scare them. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's end it right there, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. You as well. All right, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. So, my fellow from Making Friends, I believe there is hope for me after all. And if there is hope for me, there is hope for you too. And, like the aforementioned song from the Bradys, together we can rearrange our lives from who we are to what we're going to be. Every boy's a man inside. A girl's a woman too. And if you want to reach your destiny, here's what you've got to do. When it's time to change. To change. Don't fight the tide, come along for the ride, don't you see? When it's time to change, you've got to rearrange who you are and what you're gonna be. This episode was produced by me, Ron Dawson. This episode was produced by me, Ron Dawson. Yo, this episode. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I would just try that out. Okay. <laughs> this episode was written and produced by me, Ron Dawson, with production help from Crystal Sun, Lucas Randall-Owens, Tommy Ferguson, and Chris Husledge. Music for this episode was curated from freemusicarchive.org and Kevin McLeod's Incompetech.com. Speaking of music, we're pleased to announce that Song Freedom has graciously stepped up and become a premier sponsor of the show. They're the only site where you can not only license indie, hip-hop, rock, and cinematic tracks, but also mainstream tunes as well from artists like Imagine Dragons, Maroon 5, One Republic, Kobe Calais, Frank Sinatra, and more. Those mainstream songs are cleared for use in personal event videos like weddings and bar mitzvahs. And Song Freedom has a special offer for our listeners. If you go to songfreedom.com radio and use the offer code radio, you can get one free gold-level license. At songfreedom.com slash radio, offer code radio. And if you haven't already done so, do me a huge favor and leave a rating and a review in iTunes. The very survival of the show could depend on your review. So go do that, like right now. That's all for this week. Tune in next week for the main show. Until then, remember, if the story sucks, I don't care what you shot it with or cut it on. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Yeah. Peace out. I just cannot sell that. See ya.